This is the Ordinary Christian Podcast, a podcast dedicated to real people like you seeking to live out your Christian faith in the ordinary aspects of everyday life. My name is Craig Thompson, and I'm your host for this podcast. I'm a husband, father, pastor, and writer. I hope that this podcast will help you to use the margins of your everyday life to live more intentionally for Jesus. Hello again, and welcome to this episode of the Ordinary Christian Podcast. One of the questions that I get from people a lot is, Craig, how can I get the most out of my church? Or maybe, how can I feel connected to my church? Now, that's one of the more positive ways I get that question. Sometimes it comes across as more of a complaint. Craig, I just don't feel like I fit in, or that church is just full of clicks, and I don't know what my role would be there. Maybe you felt that way before. If you have, I want you to know you're not all by yourself, but I also want you to know that you don't have to feel that way. You don't have to live that way. You can be a part of a church. You can be integrally involved in a church in such a way that you get a great deal out of it and that you contribute to that church. Here on this episode of the Ordinary Christian Podcast, I want to give you six tips that I think can actually make a significant difference in helping you to move from sort of the outside of your church, maybe on the edge, right into the center of it, where your church becomes not just a place you go or a group of people that you know, but your church actually becomes a significant part of your family. The first thing I would urge you to do is to attend regularly. Now, this isn't just a piece of advice coming from some guy on a podcast. This is actually the admonition from God's Word. The writer of Hebrews said in chapter 10, verse 25, that those to whom he was writing the Hebrews shouldn't forsake the gathering together themselves as a group of believers. And that's sort of the King James way of saying that um, you should not avoid opportunities to gather regularly. Now, there are all sorts of things that can get in the way of us attending worship and attending our life groups and other things on a regular basis. There's um, kids' activities and sporting activities. There's sickness, of course, that gets in the way. There's recreational things that can get in the way. I want you to know that when the writer to the Hebrews wrote this, he was writing to a persecuted church, and he was saying to them, it may cost you everything, But gathering with your church family is so important that even at the cost of your very life, you should not avoid it. I want you to know that if you're going to become an integrally involved, integrally important part of your church, if you're going to get to a place where your church feels like your family, you've got to gather with them on a regular basis. Now, regular church attendance anymore is considered two two times a month. Some people even as one time a month, I want you to hear me say you're never going to become an essential part of your church showing up once a month or twice a month. You need to be there as often as you possibly can because by being there on a regular basis, not only do you benefit from the blessing and the ministry of the church, but you begin to build relationships that allow you to become more integrally involved, more integrated in the body of the church there. So first, attend regularly. Second, let me encourage you to join a life group. Now, you might not call them a life group in your church. Your church may have Sunday school classes, or they may have small groups, or community groups, or connection groups. At the end of the day, what you call it really doesn't matter near as much as the fact that you get there, that you attend, that you become a part of it. It's in 
those smaller settings that you're going to be able to really build relationships that matter. It's in those smaller settings that the people are going to get to know about your struggles, maybe the struggles you have with your children, uh, perhaps even the struggles you have in your marriage. Those are the people that are going to be praying for you personally. They're going to be praying for your unsaved family members. Those are the people that are going to walk with you in hard days and hard times of life. So join a life group. In that place, you're going to build relationships that are going to help you to feel more connected to your church body. Number three, be a friend. Serve someone else. A lot of times people are frustrated because the church didn't do anything for them. And what I want to ask is, but what have you done? Jesus was asked, what is the greatest commandment? Of course, he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. But the second commandment, he said, is like it. Love your neighbors yourself. When he spoke to his disciples in John 13, he said, the world will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. You get that? Our responsibility within the church is not primarily to be ministered to, to receive blessing. We have a responsibility to be active in the process of loving others, of serving others, of making a difference in the lives of others. If you want to experience ministry, experience blessing from your church, let me encourage you, invest in your church. Give back to your church. Give back to the people in your church. Find somebody in your church that has needs that you can meet or you can minister to. Be a friend. Fourthly, prepare for worship. Now, this looks different for everybody, so hear me say that. You might be a part of a church that sends out a list of songs that you're going to sing on Sunday morning um, the week before so that you're actually able to begin rehearsing those songs in the car on your way to work or whatever, and you're able to prepare for worship that way. Maybe you're part of a church where the pastor preaches regularly through books of the Bible, and so you know that if he preached in Mark chapter 12, verse 8 next week, or last week, he's going to be in verse 9 and 10 or whatever the following week, so that you know that you can read ahead and prepare uh, your heart for the, the scriptures that are going to be preached on that Sunday morning. Those are some ways that you can do it, but there's some other ways. One of the things that we do at our house on Saturday nights before we go to bed, when we pray, we pray that the Lord would prepare our hearts for worship the next day. We, we recognize that when we go to bed at, on Saturday, we go to bed anticipating waking up for worship on Sunday morning. We also make sure we go to bed on Saturday early enough so that we can get up and worship on Sunday mornings. Hey, I know that you guys like to get a few extra minutes to sleep on Sunday mornings. I get that. But let me just encourage you not to sleep so long that your sleep gets in the way of your preparation for worship. If you want to show up ready to worship, make sure you get up at enough time to get woken up, uh, to get some coffee in you, whatever you need to do so that you can be pleasant when you arrive. Lay your clothes out on Sunday night or Saturday night before you go to bed. Find your Bible, find your pen, whatever you need. Take your tithe check. If you write a tithe check, if you don't give online, write that check on Saturday night. Put the envelope inside your Bible so that everything is ready to go. Um, the devil seems to work double time on Sunday mornings to make our lives miserable. The more things that we can do on the front end to prepare for worship on Sunday morning, the, the, the less chance there is that we're going to be sidetracked, that we're going to be late, that we're going to be rushed, that we're going to be frustrated before we arrive to worship on Sunday morning. So prepare for worship. Number five, remember that community is messy and so are you. Uh, I, I, I can't say this enough. Community is hard work. If you're going to be a part of a church family, then you've got to emphasize that family part. 
you are a part of a family, you know that sometimes a brother, a sister, an aunt, an uncle, they're going to they're gonna rub you the wrong way. They're going to frustrate you. They're going to anger you. Uh, they're, they're human, but you also know that they're family, and so you find a way to work through it. If you're honest about yourself, you recognize that sometimes you rub people the wrong way. You do things that you shouldn't do, or you fail to fulfill on the promises that you made. And as a result, others have got to bear with you. If you're going to be a part of a church family, if you want that church family to exist and be significant in your life more than two or three months, if you want it to be a part of your lifelong endeavor with Jesus, just know that there are going to be times that somebody's going to hurt your feelings. They might not do it on purpose. They may just walk past you on Sunday morning with something on their mind and just neglect to tell you hello. Your pastor may pass you in the hallway of the hospital, and he might not speak to you. And it might not be because he he saw you and wanted to ignore you. It might be because he's got 18 things on his mind, and he was just walking with a singular focus, and he just didn't see the people around him. And so he wasn't intentionally trying to overlook you. He just didn't see you. Just know that community's messy. You're going to get your feelings hurt. Somebody's going to speak to your kid in a way that you don't want them to, or your kid's going to get um, get their feelings hurt by another kid at church. In all of those things, we have a, a choice. We can either take our ball and go home, or we can dig in and recognize that that doing community together is hard work. But listen, on the back end of those hard things, it's usually in the most difficult things of life that God grows us. And so don't be surprised if God doesn't allow some of those difficult challenges in your spiritual life, and especially in your uh, relationships with your church, don't be surprised if He doesn't use those to actually deepen the relationships you have with your church and to make your church a more essential and important part of your life. So remember the community's messy. And, and lastly, invest and invite. Now that's a, a, a real simple, maybe even a little bit cheesy way to urge you to get outside of your comfort zone, to find somebody that you can bring with you to church, somebody that you can bring to Jesus. Listen, there is no greater way for you to feel like a connected part of your church than for you to begin sharing the gospel with somebody, investing in their life, inviting them to church. Watch them come to Jesus. Watch them be baptized in your church. Walk alongside them as their disciple and as they grow in your church. You will fall further in love with your church than you ever knew was possible when you watch how your church is able to change somebody else's life. All this to say that if you're going to get the most out of your church, it's not going to happen by sitting in a pew. If you're going to get the most out of your church, it's going to happen by you getting up out of the pew and doing something to make a difference in somebody else's life. So if you're one of those ordinary folks today who's sitting around going, man, I just want my church to be more, and I want to feel like I'm not on the outskirts of the church, but I'm right in the center of everything that's going on in the church, let me encourage you, attend regularly. You don't get to complain if you're not there. Show up. Every time the doors are open, work diligently to be there. Uh, Join a small group in your church. Don't just join, like jump in with both feet, be a part, get out of your comfort zone, offer to pray, be a part of the discussion in in, in that small group. If they have a fellowship outside of your regular church time, go eat pizza, go bowling, whatever it is that they do, build relationships there because those relationships are going to help you to have accountability and real family within your church body. Be a friend, serve somebody. Is there a senior adult in your church that just needs a a helping hand down the steps afterward? Go help them. Do you see somebody that needs some help getting in and out of their car on Sunday mornings? Go help them. You'll discover that as you serve within your church, your church becomes a more important and joyful part of your life. Prepare for worship. 
Um, you know, whatever that looks like in your life. Uh, maybe you shower on Saturday nights so that you're ready to go on Sunday mornings. You lay breakfast out, whatever it is. But, but prepare your heart. Don't miss that. Pray about the worship services that are coming up. Pray for your pastor. Pray for your, your, your worship team. Pray for all the people that are involved in your worship services. Remember that community is messy and so are you. You're not perfect and neither is anybody else around you. That's the reason we all need Jesus and we all need the church. Um, finally, invest and invite. Find somebody that you can invest in. Bring them with you to church. Watch the church uh, work. Watch the gospel of Jesus work through your church to change their life. And watch the church disciple them and bring them along. And see if you don't fall into just deeper love and commitment to your church. And then um, all these things are steps. And let me just throw one more thing in there that I didn't include in my list of six things. So let's call this like six plus or seven. Stay late and arrive early. Don't underestimate the, the value or overestimate either the value of showing up 10 minutes early to drink coffee in the lobby of your church building or staying 10 minutes late to speak to somebody on the sidewalk outside of your church building. Some of the most important ministry opportunities in my life, as I told you in the very first episode of this podcast, some of the most important ministry opportunities in my life happen in the margins of ministry. And a lot of those margins happen before church worship uh, times, after church worship times, in between our life group time and the worship hour. A lot of those things happen in, in, in unexpected places. So don't be in a hurry to leave, um, but also don't drag your feet getting there. Recognize that in the margins around your regular church time, there's opportunities for you to serve and to be served, opportunities for you to minister and to be ministered to, and opportunities for you to grow in relationship with your church. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Ordinary Christian Podcast. I hope that you will use the information in this podcast to encourage you to love Jesus in the ordinary aspects of your daily life. Jesus surrounded himself with very ordinary people who made a difference in the world because of their Savior. You can make a difference too. If you would like to read more of my writings or find other podcasts, you can find information about me on my website at www.craigthompson.org. For information about Malvern Hill Baptist Church and sermons from our church, you can go to our website at www.malvernhill.org. Until next time, use the ordinary margins of your life to make an extraordinary difference in the world around you.